Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 132 which is entitled The Covid Vax Discerning Truth from Fiction. So thank you all very much for um, tuning in today. I think um, today um, the reason why I'm speaking again about the dreaded uh, Covid is um, because um, recently, certainly here in the UK, and I'm sure it's probably the same in many countries around the world, um, the safety and, uh, and effectiveness of the COVID vax, and as we know, I know it's not a vaccination in the in the truest sense of the word, but I'm just going to use um, COVID vax just for simplicity and continuity in this episode. So yeah, it's um, even within the mainstream now, um, its safety and effectiveness is being called into question. So I think that's that's quite that's quite interesting, um, as I as I said, and quite a few others uh, said at the very beginning. You know that this is such a monumental scam, the COVID scam, that uh, it was inevitable that they couldn't keep it. You know, couldn't keep it all hidden. And it was only a few days ago, actually, that um, here in the UK Parliament, House of Commons, a Conservative MP, Conservative MP, sorry. Um, raised the issue of excess deaths in relationship to the COVID vax and um, the House of Commons emptied, or the chamber I should say, the chamber uh, emptied almost immediately. I think that's, um, uh, that's a very, that's, um, very interesting. I think, <laughs> I think you'll uh, agree there. Uh, and also more, more widely, um, just uh, in terms of COVID more broadly, not necessarily in relationship to the vax, um, it's becoming more and more acceptable within the mainstream um, to, you know, say things about lockdowns, which we uh, um, were saying at the time in terms of them being completely ineffective and, and unnecessary and that they were would have a terrible impact on children's uh, general mental health and, of course, compromise their immune system. And that now more and more people, um, spokespeople and journalists are coming out and, and actually saying that now within within the mainstream and also that the uh, the uh, lockdown rule, rules were actually draconian counterproductive and uh, equivalent uh, of using a hammer to crack a nut again types of things I'm sure that um, a lot of you guys <laughs> in, would have been joining me at the time insane and of course we were all characterized as far right far right conspiracy theorists perhaps even by our nearest and dearest our families and friends which was quite a yeah it was quite um that was quite quite difficult to deal with so yeah it's it's definitely um it's definitely becoming more accepted that at the very least the whole rollout of the covid vax has hasn't hasn't quite gone gone as 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 was planned um so to speak so just moving on i mean what I hope to get across in today's episode, as always, um, on discerning consciousness, is just to bring, um, just to shine the light of this sermon, to try and allay. I mean, I just want to try and allay some fears without, um, without sort of selling out or saying I support big pharma. Of course, I don't. Um, but it's just to look at the issue from a more balanced perspective, because I still think. Um, there's a lot of questionable information shared online in the alternative sphere 
Okay, it's, I don't think it's necessarily disinformation. A lot of it's misinformation. In other words, it's well-meaning people sharing types of information. But it does tend to make those who are consuming that information feel helpless and despondent. And, you know, there is always a bigger picture to consider. Without That doesn't mean we have to sell out and you know, take the blue pill and, and go back to sleep. But... There were certain, you know, there were certain predictions that by now people would just be dropping dead in the in the street, you know, um, a la kind of like uh, the Bruce Willis, um, the the Bruce Willis films, surrogates, and uh, um, and that that hasn't actually happened. And I'm not down. Don't get me wrong, I'm certainly not. Um, I'm certainly not downplaying the fallout from the COVID COVID facts, uh, the COVID facts, because you know even official. Um, government figures for what they're worth, the Office for National Statistics, their figures for 2021 in um, deaths throughout the, in, throughout the whole UK, they're up 10%. So, you know, this isn't the stuff of conspiracy theories, this is establishment figures. So first of all, what I want to do is share a little bit of a disclaimer with you guys, just in case you think I have swallowed the blue pill. So let's just consider some basic questions before we look at the issue of the COVID vax. And I'm just going to pose some questions here. So um, are corporations evil because they place profit above human life? I, I would say yes. Do they exist in order to eradicate disease? I would say quite categorically, Big Pharma does not exist in order to eradicate disease was it um was it evil to release an untested medical procedure in the form of the covid vax yes i i believe it was i believe it was and continues to this day did the pharmaceutical industry lie about proper due process and diligence being followed yes absolutely they did i mean on a very basic level as we know uh, it was rushed through and given emergency approval and it didn't go through the normal license and testing procedure, which could take anything up to eight or ten years. And also, did they did Big Pharma uh, dictate government policy across the world via the World Health Organization and all their subsidiaries? Yes, of course. And we all know what happened to those countries who didn't follow along the likes of Tanzania and Brazil, of course. That both of those leaders were completely rubbished because they weren't prepared to take loans. So I think that's a interesting thing to reflect upon. Also, do big pharma have a vested interest in creating an unhealthy population? Well, yes, of course, that goes without saying. And furthermore, do they use test subjects in the developing world uh, before their products are licensed? Uh, yes, they do. And we know that... Um, Bill Gates has, I'm not sure if it's um, in, in Africa, African countries, but I, I know that he's been thrown out of, um, of India for those very reasons. So can we conclude that the CEOs uh, of the likes of Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, etc. are evil for those reasons? And I would argue, yes, I'm not normally into hyperbole on discerning consciousness, but I would think they fit the picture of the epitome of evil. Absolutely. And just lastly, in terms of my disclaimer questions, are we right to be suspicious when the CEO uh, around about the launch of the COVID vaccine in January 2021 
when he refused. I don't know where we are. I think it might have been Fox News. It's certainly one of the big US uh, news networks uh, asked him, um, you know, is he, is he going to take his own product? And he refused. And uh, the little worm said, well, no, because I want to save them for more vulnerable people. I mean, you know, if a, a chief executive of a company is not even prepared, he's not even prepared to use his own product. I mean, that does, um, you know, does raise a lot of alarm bells and raises, you know, many red flags. So first of all, um, I, what I want to consider is some sort of variables that might impact how an individual could react to the COVID facts. So in this, um, in this regard, it's quite instructive and useful, I feel, to consider uh, Ayurveda or um, Ayurvedic teachings or traditions. I'm not quite sure how you put that. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But within Ayurveda, you're probably familiar with it, um, they have something they consider free body types or free doshas. That's D-O-S-H-A-S. You have Vata, Pitta and Kapha. Now, the variability of the free doshas that determines our constitutional body type, our susceptibility to certain diseases and the body's general status of immunity and responses to treatment and personality traits. And it also, sorry, indicates personality traits. So, of course, that's um, whatever um, dosha you fall into, that could affect how you might react to uh, vaccines in general or the fake COVID vax. So I just speak to um, these three different types because it might be helpful because um, uh, you may be able to place yourself within one of these three categories. I certainly do. Um, I definitely fall within the first one, which is the Vata, the Vata type. That's V-A-T-A. -A. And this is um, really falls under the element of space. Now, Vata, the body type is tends to be light, uh, a light, a very thin physique with a narrow frame uh, that tends to move and performs activities very quickly, has a tendency towards dry, rough, cold and dark skin and a definite aversion to cold weather, has irregular hunger and digestion with light, uh, interruptive sleep and tends to suffer from insomnia. Um, however, at the same time, they tend to be enthusiastic, imaginative, highly perceptive and spiritually inclined. But they do have uh, changeable moods and they can be uh, quite unpredictable along with their incit excitability. That's a word. <laughs> They're quick to grasp information, but also quite um, quick to forget as well. And Vata types tend to worry um, and suffer a lot of restlessness. Um, in terms of sort of physical health, they have a tendency towards bloating and constipation, tend to get tired easily and a tendency towards overexertion and hyperactivity. And also mental and physical energy comes in bursts rather than kind of consistent flows. And also there is a low tolerance to pain, noise and bright lights as well. Now, I, I uh, definitely put myself within within the Vata type. I think I can... <laughs> I can literally tick every one of those um, kind of traits that I spoke about. So the second one or the second dosha, if you prefer, under the Ayurvedic uh, traditional teaching is called the pitta type, not pitta bread. <laughs> it's spelt P-I-T-T-A. 
and um, this with this particular dosha people tend to have a medium build well shaped and they tend to be athletically toned with medium strength and endurance they tend to have a sharp hunger and thirst and good digestion so obviously different to the vata type they have a tendency to anger and irritability when under stress and they can be arrogant and self-centered they tend to be adaptable intelligent and very bright they also have a tendency to reddish skin and hair moles freckles and skin problems in general um, they tend to have more sort of bloodshot eyes and um, unlike the vata types they have uh, an aversion to sunny hot weather they're known as enterprising uh, have to known to have an enterprising character sorry they do like a challenge in life and they tend to be good organizers with a sharp intellect and also they're good orators with precise and articulate speaking speaking skills and they tend to they have a tendency towards um, leadership skills as well. So, um, yeah, that's the pitta type. Be interesting um, which category you may well fall under. Then lastly, the last dosha is known as the kapha type, and that's spelled K-A-P-H-A. And the kaphas, um, they tend to be compact, strong and have a heavy build. They're well developed with, with sorry, well developed and um, lubricated joints. They have great physical strength and endurance and a stable and reliable personality. They tend to have steady energy and are slow and graceful in action. They tend to be tranquil. They tend to have tranquil, relaxed personality and they are slow to anger. They're also blessed, I'm very jealous, to have smooth um, kind of oil uh, skin, oily skin. They have hidden veins and tendons. They tend to be slow to grasp new information and slow to forget. They have heavy, prolonged sleep patterns and a tendency towards excessive weight and obesity. They have slow digestion and mild hunger and an excessive need for sleep. In terms of their nature, they tend to be calm, affectionate, placid and tolerant, forgiving, nurturing, nurturing and very maternal as well. And lastly, they have a tendency to be possessive, stubborn, attached and narrow minded. So I wonder if you fall under the last dosha, which is the kapha type. Now, the reason why I've shared this information is because it's interesting um, in terms of the COVID vax, because what we can deduce from that is that an individual's reaction to the COVID vax is dependent on a number of factors. But um, one of the key ones, of course, will be body type and physiology, uh, which I've been which I've just spoken uh, to. And also another one, of course, will be environmental factors and um, DNA as well. Of course, family lineage as well. That would be very important i mean there are other factors of course in terms of a soul's um individual journey uh, which each soul each soul journey of course is completely unique so in terms of how people react uh, maybe it's not as cut and dried as we think although the, those who want to pre um kind of share information that tends to think that humanity will be wiped out within five years you hear some really quite um disturbing information being shared but Maybe things aren't uh, as cut and dried as, as, as we've been led, led to believe. So now just moving on, I think it would be helpful to just, um, let's just, returning to the COVID vax, let's just try and establish some, some facts here that are, are irris, ir, irrefutable. And even the talking heads in, in, in the mainstream media, those, those criminals, um, they can't even dispute this now because they are... Um, they're, they're easy to prove and um, they are they can't be disputed, like I was just saying. 
First of all, we've had, of course, a huge increase in myocardis. Sportsmen and sportswomen um, has been a huge uh, increase in this. Uh, and um, a friend of my mum, actually, her one of her sons, who's in his 50s, suffered a myocardis and his consultant uh, actually said to him, quite extraordinarily, he admitted, admitted this, um, he actually said it was probably the attack of myocardis was probably due to a reaction to the COVID vaccine. There you go. There's a consultant. Now, I don't know if it was a private consultant or an NHS consultant, but there you go. I find that's uh, quite interesting. And of course, then we've got sudden death syndrome, a lot, huge alarming increase, especially in amongst younger people. It's not been investigated by various health authorities across the world, unfortunately, and they just regard it as some sort of, um, you know, strange type of anomaly. I wonder why um, they're not investigating. I'll leave you to draw your own conclusions from that. And also we've got, I mean, there are various others that I mentioned, but one that um, that I know from myself, a particular friend, obviously I won't mention due to anonymity, but this is variations to women's menstrual cycles. I know a lot of older women uh, have been bleeding past uh, the change or past, yeah, their 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 um, end of their cycle. I should say the change. That's quite what's a Dickensian way of describing the menopause. But yeah, again, this isn't mere speculation. I know this to be actual um, actual evidence of this of this uh, happening. We've also um, seen a huge increase in fast acting cancers uh, again the medical profession here in, in in the in the guise of the nhs attempts to explain such a trend or tends to explain it away uh, because as we know during lockdown here in the uk uh, because the nhs were too busy you know I, I don't don't mean to be funny but too many nhs hospitals were recording their tiktok videos and a lot of uh, elective surgery was um, cancelled, which include could, included sorry a lot of cancer treatments and operations. So that is why it is claimed that there is a huge increase in fast-acting cancers. But I think there's a bigger story at play. At play, there call me cynical, and of course there are numerous huge amount of other health issues as well um, that have been that have been reported. But then we have some. So what I would call, because this episode really is about trying to discern the truth as best as as best we can, as best we can, as truth from the from the fiction or from from the hyperbole, if you like. So the more the questionable ones, uh, of course, we've got this idea of rapid aging. Um, people are claiming that friends and family they know have aged rapidly since taking the COVID vax. Uh, their personalities have changed. Another um, claim is that people's personalities have changed. They've become more angry, ag ag agitated, uh, and just uh, confrontational. As this has led, also people are claiming that we've seen um, more instances of really poor driving. Um, we've also um, there's a claim. I mean, more on a kind of spiritual um, level that what is it what people are experiencing those who've taken the covid vax is actual soul loss uh i know there's a whole lot of information uh, again out there and it's a very interesting very interesting field of study and i've looked a little bit into that but again how it's all very speculative we're never really going to be able to sort the wheat wheat from the chaff but i'm not i'm certainly not um i'm certainly not 
saying such a thing isn't happening on a kind of higher higher level. Um, I mean, it could be argued that with these more questionable claims, because we've been through a, a psychological warfare, and that has taken its toll on uh, on on people and everyone, and perhaps even more so on those who who compl comply who complied at the time. Uh, more so than uh, the likes of us who questioned and, and res resisted the official COVID narrative and, and all of the ridiculous rules and, and um, regulations. And that might also help to explain the premature ageing and increasing anger and agitation generally, because uh, on a subconscious pe uh, level, people know that they've, they've, they've been lied to and they've fallen for, I would argue, one of the most, probably the biggest scam and hoax of, of all time if you if you think about it i think it's also as much a case that many uh uh yeah as i say many millions of people in your own country know they were lied to yet they they caved like a house of cars and and, and sim simply simply to live an easy life of convenience rather than to to go outside the herd or or consensus reality or, or the hive or the hive mind uh um if you like but as we know, the subconscious records everything. Um, so you know there there is no there is no denial. There is no option of um, head in the sand um, sort of thing, really. So we know what was um, what was claimed to be. Just moving on again here in terms of what was in uh, the COVID vax, the COVID vaccination, um, in terms of the M mRNA which some have argued is equivalent to like a Microsoft uh, uh, sort of operating platform or operating system that has been injected um, into people. But we do really need to consider um, what, what actually were people injected with. We know um, what Big Pharma said um, was in these particular injections. But let's try and adopt a logical approach and think of Think of some likely scenarios, okay? So let's return to the height of the pandemic in 2020. And from the outset, anyone with the capacity for critical thinking, aka far-right conspiracy theorists, summarised that the real goal was going to be the introduction of a COVID vaccination. We knew that uh, as soon as the first lockdown was announced and we went to full-on communist mode. Couldn't be hidden anymore. Then a few months into the uh, pandemic, into the into the crisis, the mainstream media narrative began uh, preparing the general public for this very eventuality. And you might recall some of the buzzwords being spouted by politicians and media talking heads and medical uh, professionals. Um, and a vaccine, um, it was claimed at the time, is going to be our only way out of the pandemic, but it isn't going to be a golden bullet. That's a delicious bit of gaslighting. <laughs> it was also added just um, just to create extra fear and uncertainty amongst the world's population. Having said that the only way out of the crisis is going to be a vaccination. They then went on to say in classic, uh, classic gaslighting style, we might never be able to develop a vaccine. And even if it's possible, it will take years to 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 be developed. So you may well remember all of that in your covid Covid memoirs. Then, as many of us said at the time, 
it felt it felt like the globalists were just playing along to a pre-prepared pre, pre script or perhaps i should say that the globalists had prepared the script and national governments and organizations like the world health organization the world health organization forget my teeth in were, were playing were were um were just playing along to that script because towards the end of 2020 as we know it was announced that a vaccine had suddenly been developed by the boffins at Pfizer and uh, old Fritz and Fraulein in, over in Germany, in Germany had managed to pull a proverbial rabbit, rabbit out of the hat. Wow, thank you, Big Pharma. Thank you, science. Well, anyone with at least a healthy dose of scepticism uh, might have argued, as I did, that it was a setup and the Covid vax already existed at least in some form maybe not fully developed but developed to some degree at least and the whole charade was simply to lull the general public into an ever increasing state of sleep or somnambulance if you prefer it then came to light that an application for a, a patent for the covid vaccination had been made several years ago between around about i think 2006 and 2008 so it's all rather rather sneaky sneaky um yeah i think you'll you'll agree uh, that kind of course of action so the official da -da -da, the official rollout of the covid vax began in december 2020 here in the western world at least i believe it's slightly different in china when a woman called margaret keenan was the first to receive it here in uk in a small town in the Midlands called Coventry. Now, the first man to receive the COVID vax in the UK went by the name of William Shakespeare. I don't know if you remember that. Good old Bill. Good old Bill Shakespeare. Well, well I never. All the world's a stage. There's mockery and then there's taking the bloody piss. And I'm sure that that name was uh, deliberately chosen. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, as we all know, the story about how the COVID vax was then pushed uh, in countless countries um, all over the world. But what is important to consider is the simple question of what ingredients were actually in each of those separate vials that eventually must have run to billions. I mean, that's you can can you imagine the amount of um, substance, the amount of substance that would have had to have, have been produced and literally within weeks or within months we had the rollout across the world of course it was initially in the western world so north america uh, australasia and, and europe in the main and then it spread out to other parts of the world but this this just is instructive here to apply some logic and and think um practically so we were told that the Pfizer and the Moderna Vax was based, as we were saying before, on a new technology, the mRNA or Windows Operating System. And if you trawl back into my catalogue, um, back catalogue, sorry, I should say, there was an episode that I did uh, with my co-host at the time, Michael, uh, Mike, and he goes into the whole science behind um, the mRNA vaccine so do check that out the, the Pfizer one so if that's something that's interesting that you find interesting Mike does um, use his science brain in an amazing way there to talk about that so check that one out anyway we were led to believe that this was a completely new 
pharmaceutical product that had just been invented and yet within weeks it was being injected into the arms of countless of millions of people around the world. Call me cynical, but unless this product had already been stored in huge quantities before the pandemic, then I very much doubt that it could have been manufactured in such large, large quantities in such a space of time, just to repeat my point there. I know it's a kind of controversial claim to make, so do forgive me. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting the, I'm just putting a, a, an idea out there, okay? So forgive me for this, but the reason I suspect a lot of the COVID vax was actually just a ver this uh, just a version of the yearly standard flu vaccine that may well have been tweaked slightly. Now, one of the main reasons is because the cost to Big Pharma of producing the mRNA platform, uh, fake vax, um, was a very highly technical thing to do. They haven't they hadn't even properly developed it yet, and it wasn't as we know it killed all the rats. So the technology wasn't pro properly, properly um, developed. So it just wasn't wasn't re reliable. I mean, there are so many, um, there's so many other anomalies that people forget now about. Now uh, I know many people who had the Pfizer vax, uh, and they they said, well, as far as they were concerned, it was just in a whole pile. You know, they didn't see any evidence of it being stored at, at below um, freezing temperature. So I, I wonder how often. I wonder how often those conditions um, it was actually injected under those conditions. It then came to light or evidence came to light that there were different batches being produced. Uh, and when they were going to these vaccination centres across the country, I don't know if this was the same in, uh, around the world. I think it was definitely in Europe and the States, North America and Australasia. There was four different labels. So um, there was one which would have been the placebo, the one, the real juju, the real thing, the COVID vax, one which would have been uh, just the yearly flu vaccine, and then one which would have been the saline solution. And again, putting on my um, putting on my conspiracy hat here a bit again, it may well be that certain types of batches would have been delivered in certain areas. Now, here in the UK, most of the media talking heads, politicians, people who have influence, let's just say within society, most of them live or have at least one home in London. You can be guaranteed of that. And they, of course, will have a nice second homes in the country or maybe in Wales, in Wales or Scotland. Now, I surmise at the time, if there are any uh, questions around um, let's say, the safety of the COVID vax, you wouldn't really want to trial it in London, would you, with all those powerful, influential people? You wouldn't want newsreaders dropping dead, would you? You wouldn't want a political analyst dropping dead uh, live on air. It really wouldn't be a good sales pitch, would it? So, you know, perhaps the ratios um, in London were more, when they were labelled up, there were more placebos and more saline solutions and more normal flu uh, yearly flu vaccines than the real juju the real covid vax i mean that's just something else um something else to consider i'm not saying that that necessarily happened but there are many things to muddy many things to um muddy the waters and knowing how utterly unscrupulous companies like pfizer are and many of the big pharmaceutical companies 
Um, I suspect they knew beforehand all the problems associated. Well, they would have done with the COVID vax, um, the side effects, the storage issues and the, in, and the ineffectiveness of the new platform to work. So it was to go, it was going to be in their, in their interests, um, to, to, um, to, to know that, um, you know, that it was good. It would be a bit risky if they just, um, if they didn't have any, any placebos, if they just completely, if it was just the real deal in all of them. I mean, also, as a side point, I mean, for Big Pharma, it was their biggest payday, uh, a bit like when all the banks were bailed out. So I think, really, it, they felt like it was their time to call in their chips and, and nothing was really um, going to stop them. So what we're left with now is really an extremely confused picture. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to give a very rough estimate in terms of percentages here. And furthermore, in terms of different types of batches, the government themselves admitted um, that there was going to be a control group. And the control group wasn't just those who decided not to take, let's just say, an untested medical procedure. But they also said that um, a percentage would would just be blanks or, or, or saline. So the government uh, themselves uh, admitted that. So, yeah, let's just move, just think in terms of... Uh, I'm just going to look at in terms of what what I think were the percentages that that went out there. Um, I mean, the context for this is I think, you know, bring it back to the purposes of, of this episode is really to try and allay some fears, to do it in a grounded way, because I, I, I'm really attuned to um, if people are living in fear and they're thinking that their family and friends and maybe work colleagues who've taken the COVID vax, they think they're going to die. They think they're going to get, a, you know, they think they've been injected with a with a horrible death sentence. I think there's a, you know, it's not quite as simple as that. And, you know, at the same time, I'm not saying we should you know, stick our fingers in, in our ears and, and become ignorant as to the seriousness of what's going on. But as with everything, there's always, there's always another way of looking at it beyond just following everything uh, within the mainstream or just following all the doom laden um, kind of uh, alternative media narratives so yeah I think what we could be looking at here is kind of sort of like a double bluff um, if you like because uh, in reality I don't think anyone really knows how many of these individual vials actually contain the real deal the, the, the juju so to speak the, the juju juice um, I suspect mainly to cut costs that the vast majority of injections received by people across the world were either just a saline solution or the standard flu vaccine. So I would go so far as to say this is kind of like uh, how I break things down very generally. These are very rough figures, but I would think 40% were standard flu vaccine, 20% was just a, a, a saline solution, just a placebo if you like, and then only 20% would have been the actual um, stated uh, COVID um, vaccination. I think the um, I think the figures are probably probably as 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 uh, as low as that. And furthermore, um, you know, I I know there are um, there are well intentioned uh, well intentioned views uh, being shared in alternative media. Um, 
that, that claims the likes of Pfizer are run by evil geniuses. Now, as I said earlier, yes, they are evil, but no, they are not geniuses. Um, and, you know, these people pushing this, these sorts of narratives are saying that there's this clandestine plot to poison billions of people and enslave humanity in an, in an, an eternal gulag. Now, I totally, as I was saying, I totally accept the evil tag, um, you know, without question. But the planners of the pandemic, <laughs> nice little turn of phrase there, um, going right to the top of the of the control hierarchy, if you like. Um, I don't think they're quite as clever as as we as we think they are, to be honest. I think the COVID, the rollout, the COVID vax was was totally botched. Uh, I think they 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 messed up big time. Uh, sure, lots of people have been taken in, uh, taken in by the, the the narrative, as is their right. But no one really knows um, what's been injected in, into billions of people's arms. It's a complete and total and utter mess that speaks to the arrogance and hubris of those so-called omnipotent, I put in brackets, which they certainly are, power brokers or the so-called power elite. Um, they've, they've, they've reached, as, all, um, as always happens with people who think or groups and entities and non-human uh, influence, higher, hyper-dimensional beings, shall we say, <clears throat> they they um they've acted completely recklessly and i believe that there is as always there is a you can call it god if you will a higher unseen power working for the furtherance of humanity and the expansion of light and consciousness and the betterment of humanity who has yes as god or the creator or whatever you want to call um creational force has given them free reign because as we know evil will always destroy itself and the covid debacle is a classic example of that so i think they acted um very very um how should we say they didn't act from a position of having some sort of cunning plan to eradicate humanity i think they acted um because they're running scared because of the uh energetic changes on the planet they know the kind of uh, consciousness that they've been trying to sustain humanity in some might call it um, slave consciousness a slave planet if you will and if we go right back to the manipulation of human dna in order to make that easy for them easy peasy to maintain human consciousness at that low level they're not going to be able to maintain that now for for many more years so that's why they push the go button on this uh, COVID nonsense, the COVID psyop, and and they have, they've right royally they've messed up. So, yes, of course, act with caution. Of course, you know, research the issue of the COVID facts diligently, but don't fall into this um, kind of truther narrative that we're all we're all those who've taken it are all going to die at some stage, and um, there's nothing that we can do. Humanity is is completely screwed and and the evildoers are, are going to successfully enact their plan for humanity. I don't I don't believe that is the case. Sure, things are going to become uh, more co more cha chaotic. Sorry, as we go forward. But please, please um, 
please don't um please don't lose hope and i just want to yeah just want to round round things up in this particular episode by saying when you do um research online always remember that even you know prominent scientists and uh, medical people who are batting for our side okay for freedom for 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 justice and for the expansion of human consciousness they still have an axe to grind they still have um their own perspective they still have their own blind spots so that doesn't necessarily mean if they're sharing nightmarish scenarios about deaths in the future and i won't i don't want to mention any names because far be it from me i'm uh, i'm way below the pay grade of these people but remember you know if they are um, sharing information about horror, horror stories of deaths in the future that doesn't necessarily mean um, that that is is going to come to pass because if you live in fear of that happening of course on on the one level and if you you guys will be well aware of of that as intelligent uh, listeners to my show you then make that particular um that particular scenario that it's more likely to happen and also there's the whole thing of when you're living in fear your body resonates at at such a, 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 a such a low level of consciousness and it has such an disastrous um impact as i know from my past history uh, on one's physical mental spiritual health it really is is quite uh, disastrous so the thing is is to have the awareness you know do your research online and then disconnect and then go and do something creative go and do some writing or or bake a cake or go out and fly a kite or or, or do anything and then just and just cut off don't don't um, I know it's easy to fall into this trap of living in the expectation of really bad things happening but as I said sorry to repeat myself there is a much much bigger much bit much bigger um, picture uh, emerging and evolving on the planet at this time and just to leave you with this um just as a bit of a heads up the next episode i'm going to look a little bit about um the whole spiritual awakening thing but in terms of this sort of tendency i know i do for someone who's quite cerebral of falling into uh, mind-based or mind-orientated spirituality obviously at this time especially as um we need to be focusing on the heart more not in a woolly way but in a grounded way so that's what i will be talking about uh, in the next episode which should be up in a couple of weeks time so thank you so much for listening to today's um episode um i just wanted to you know just to put out some hope in the midst of um kind of like a, a seeming a very dark picture and yeah i do really uh, appreciate um appreciate you um listening so thank you all very much and uh yeah i'll speak to you all again in due course bye bye for now mm-hmm.